welcome back. All right. I haven't uh, recorded one in a few days. I, that's not true. I recorded a few, uh, but I wasn't doing well. I feel a lot better. But it's, it's funny because I, I try to stay consistent, and as I am recording them, sometimes I'll listen to them back, and I'm like, man, I... I it sounded like Ben Stein on Quaaludes or something. It's, it's rough. I'm like, yeah, let's not pass that. It's not going to be interesting or fun for anybody. So, uh, yeah, so I'm back. Uh, I am doing a lot better. And I, as I said, I was, I was having a rough time there. And, yeah, it's like a roller coaster ride. It's all the same stuff that I said before. This time, it actually, it bottomed out. My, my emotional high did. Um, if you go by Dr. David Hawkins' scale of consciousness, which you can actually verify through like muscle testing, your body's like a human lie detector test. It's really interesting stuff, but that's a whole other topic. Um, you know, some people are skeptical about it. I didn't know quite what to make out of it until I had actually gone to a, chi- a chiropractor that actually, that's how she would make sure what kind of adjustments needed done. And it's crazy because if you're under this muscle test, basically you're resisting somebody else's light pressure. And so seemingly anybody should be able to resist anything that's light pressure. And um, But if something is not truthful or if it is detrimental to your body, like your body will not, it will test weak. Your like arm will go limp and it's ridiculous because your arm will not be able to withstand like this nominal or seeming, yeah, it's just this nominal pressure. It's not even, it's the lightest fucking pressure and, and like you will not be able to, to withstand it. It's crazy. But anyways, that's, that's what she did. And I was like, holy shit, this stuff is like absolutely real. It's tricky to do muscle testing for yourself but it is a way easier if somebody's doing it to you or if you're doing it for somebody else. But anyways, consciousness scale, it's verified. You can calibrate anything in this existence. And what's weird is it goes from a scale from zero to a thousand, uh, 200 and below are all non-life affirming traits. They're all ego traits. They're all like what the world looks like right now. Um, at one point, the world calibrated as a whole at 207, and it was relatively not all too long ago. I don't know what it calibrates now. I uh, <laughs> uh, I did know that it dipped down a little bit, and I'm not sure how much, but yeah, shame is like the lowest point on the scale, and it's the one that, the emotion that people are in when they're suicidal, and they don't feel like they're worth anything. And what's interesting is that there's no energy to this level. It's like, I, I don't remember what, what number it's at. It's like 10 or 25 or something like that. But it's real low. It's like scraping the bottom of the barrel of the consciousness scale. And you can't, uh, you don't have the energy to do anything. You don't have the energy to pull yourself up really at that level. I mean, you, you, you kind of, there, there are ways to do it, obviously. It's like mainly at that point, it's a perception shift. 
which it, it can be difficult because once you're at that point, there's so much illusion knocking around in your skull <laughs> that it's like you can't make heads or tails of anything. You're not seeing things clearly. But yeah, you don't have the energy to really kill yourself. That's why when people get on antidepressants, if they're at that level and then end up committing suicide on their, you know, when they're on antidepressants, it's because their, their energy levels are increasing because the antidepressant is actually working, but they have to bridge that gap. They have to get over that, that hump of, uh, you know, the, the suicide home basically it's like you, you need to like wait, be able to wait it out that's why it's a super disclaimer for anybody that is just starting out taking antidepressants to like hang in there see people talk um like talk to a therapist like do you know do what you need to do to to take care of yourself and um and I try really hard and up to this point I feel like I've been fairly successful for you know, how shitty I felt, I guess, in my life, uh, at certain points, I mean, obviously, it's, like, ups and downs and things like that, but I'm surprised at how far I have gotten without reaching out for help in some sort of professional sense, and, uh, so, actually, in the past few days, it got that rough that I was just, like, man, um, everybody that I talk to or could talk to or anybody that would be safe or that I would feel would be safe they they uh, they got shit going on there's there's stuff going on like I don't know people's pets were getting going into the vet and, and other people's pets were running away other people were like suicidal themselves and it's like you know like what are we gonna do we're just gonna load up into a van and drive this fucker straight off of the Grand Canyon, like, I don't know, it's like, what, you know, the blind leading the blind, and, um, you know, it's weird when you're in it, and I was in it at that point, I was like, God, like, just ego lies everywhere, and it's just, like, and when you're stuck in your fucking head, and you don't have anybody to really talk to, this is the first time that I've actually reached out for help, because, there, there really, there was nobody, there's nobody there, and I'm like, holy shit, I, I've never felt like this much shit, and that, like, I don't know, it's going out on a limb, I guess maybe I did a year ago, which is, is weird, because I mean, I'm approaching and real close to around the anniversary of uh, my attempt, but, um, yeah, like, uh, I, there just wasn't anybody there. I guess there wasn't anybody really... I guess, yeah, there were some people then, and that's how I ended up, uh, thankfully, getting through it. It was nothing short of a miracle, but um, <laughs> but I, I did have, have people, and that's why I'm here. I'm so, so grateful. Uh, and my parents actually helped me out quite a bit and, and took care of, gave me like a, a you know, place to stay for a month to, so that I could recollect myself. And that was super grateful, but like, you know, there, there's, I mean, they're dealing with their stuff now too. They've got 
stuff going on, and I'm like, holy crap. So anyways, yeah, I reached out. I got an appointment on Monday, and it's really interesting because that was kind of fortuitous as well because this woman that I'm going to see is a social worker. She, um, which I uh, tend to trust more than therapists because as opposed to therapy and and how I've come to understand it, it seems like therapists see the human being as broken (laughs) and needing to be fixed and social workers see the person as being kind of like the product of a broken system or broken thought process that can be mended and that it's not the human being that is like damaged, you know, <laughs> that, that it's not like you're just some mangled lump of fucking hamburger meat that you cannot reassemble because it's just already torn to shreds. It's, uh, it, it, it treats you more as a human. And so, uh, yeah, so that's why I went that route and that's why, yeah, I'm just stoked. Uh, it was just kind of roundabout, uh, some history coming full circle because of how I met her and came across her. So that that's really awesome that she's present. And that's something to be said, too, uh, is talking to somebody neutral, just talking to somebody that, that really doesn't have as much of an investment, as a detached investment, so to speak. But they want you to do well. They want you to be well. But at, at the same time, it's not somebody that you hang out with. It's not somebody that there's any sort of, like, social investment in. Uh, it's, you know, based on getting you better, getting to getting you to be in a space where you need to be. So there's that. So I guess that's what I was you know, talking about. And I'm really stoked and, and grateful for... Uh, my significant other too that she uh, I didn't it was crazy we had like this awesome talk and it's it's weird because uh, we've been doing this like long distance relationship for a while and uh, um, yeah and if any of you have had or attempted a long distance relationship it's it's pretty difficult and what's odd is it hasn't really been all, all for as difficult as it is in general it hasn't been all too difficult for us until just recently and I think it's just that it's like that senioritis thing it doesn't have anything to do with like each other it's just that like we she's moving down here and I'm or like we're so excited to just fucking start a new chapter of our lives together and that's super exciting and uh it's just that whole thing where it's just like god you're like running the gauntlet at the very end and so yeah, I was fucking having a nut job meltdown, and uh, I didn't reach out to her, even though I should have, and uh, it had to do with all, all the shit that was bouncing around my head, feelings of, like, inadequacy, and, like, uh, just buying ego lies, just buying garbage that I was just, like, not fucking good enough, and why, why like, why is she so amazing, and why does she care so much when I'm fucking nothing, and, uh, or I feel like that, you know, or felt like that. I'm getting better. I feel way fucking better. But we had an awesome conversation. And it's, 
I don't know. I'm just super fucking grateful to have her in my life. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, so things feel a lot better. And I was really, like, frustrated in my new job and how things, uh, kind of came about in regards to that because I just ended up feeling like um, super inadequate there which didn't help it actually fed the, the crap because it's like I, I don't know I'm at this point where I cut out all this toxicity in my life like so much shit that uh, that doesn't work contexts and people and things like that and that was kind of the trigger of how I ended up becoming suicidal a year ago was that it's good to cut that stuff out but I was still trying to like hold on to certain aspects of my life that I I fucking loved so much I loved so much and I put so much into and when you put so much into something that ends up becoming your identity and um, and if and when it's gone you lose your fucking identity you know and it's weird because my I always knew that my identity was, like, not specifically that, but it's hard to do. It's weird when you um, love people and things so much that you don't see it. You don't see, like, how far you're getting off track, and you feel like you're doing the right thing because your, your heart is honestly in it, but it's so in it that you're not taking care of yourself. So anyways, I had to, like... I don't know, recontextualize everything, which is why I'm doing all this stuff now. It's why I haven't been doing as many videos. It's why I don't really get on social media. I haven't been playing music. I don't hang out with people. The jobs that I've taken up since I've moved to Florida, I like people are like, hey, let's hang out. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sure thing, bud. Uh, <laughs> it's like that. Oh, God, it, it, it's painful. It's just like, uh, I don't know. It's just like you don't want to be the fucking shitbag asshole that's just like, you know, I gotta tell you that you're probably not worth it, and it sucks, because it's like, you know, I was, you know, obviously really fucking angry about humanity and all this stuff, and I still am, I can get fired up about it, but there are ups, days, and down days, and this is testament too, while I'm doing this, that it's like, it's not, we, we all as humans have good days and bad days, so just because we're depressed one day doesn't mean that we don't have the opportunity to be, like, massively happy and for things to change on a dime the next day. And rightfully so, like, uh, doesn't mean that you can't feel outraged or upset one day and then feel kind of complacent and not overly, like, zealous. But, I mean, it's like there's so many different emotions that you can have and so many different things that you, you can have. But, but I guess the key is to try to take it in stride and embody your human experience and try not to judge it. And try not to get in your head too much, which can be difficult when you're in a process of figuring out a new depth of your identity. I'll I'll put it that way, because it's not like, I don't know, when I think about it, it's like I think that when we get too much in our heads, we end up feeling like we've lost our identity if things aren't fucking going the way that they need to, or or if we feel lost or anything like that. And it's like, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that's just a buying a fucking ego lie, you know, um, our egos want us trapped in this 
garbage mess of a world because if we wake up and we let go and we just love in the moment and we accept ourselves and everything as it is and try not to change much of anything but just be, just be in the present and cultivate this con- like sense of, of wholeness and completion um, that it dies, it loses its identity which is synonymous with our, our body and our job and our passions and who we hang out with, who we're friends with, who we give the time of day, what our belief structures are, our religions, our, you know, all this crap that's just like, it's fucking temporary. And therefore, if it's temporary, it can't really be us because we are everlasting, even if you don't believe or feel that. Um, but it always goes back to that. You might not believe it, but that's how I, I perceive things. The non-dualistic way. And it doesn't, um, it doesn't negate anything. That's another reason why it's always felt like it rang true more than anything else out there. Like, I mean, I get why people are atheists. I get why people are theists. I get why people are agnostic. I get all this stuff. I get why people are, you know, more science-based. I get why people are more spiritual. Like, I get the totality of it. And I think what's interesting is with non-dualism is it didn't ever... It doesn't negate anything. It makes everything fucking make sense. And so that's why, you know, I may have, like, good days and bad days. I might have days that it feels more like the world is out to get you or that you don't know what the fuck is is going on and it makes you second guess your beliefs and what you've done to this point and whatever but what's interesting is that what I've experienced up to this point granted I'm you know comparatively I, I haven't had that many life experiences but then I again I have lived a lot more than most other people that I know that are my age so at least I'm grateful for that because that's really cool. I was thinking about that in regards to uh, the pandemic and how I'm like, shit, I wanted to get back into touring with music. That's like one of the main things I really wanted to do. And I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever get to do that again. But keyword again is that I fucking did it. I did it. It's something that I wanted to do. It was on my bucket list, and I fucking did it. Not even just once, but a, a few different times. And that that's fucking awesome. That's, I don't know. And that, that that's one of those things in my, like, <laughs> gratitude bank that I can pull out at any time. And it's just like, you know what? Even when shit has gotten fucked up, and, you know, there's points where, you know, like... The world is just as ugly today as it was the day that I was freaking out or the other podcast that I was wigging out, but there's a difference when you have the perception shift and then you pull out stuff from your gratitude bank, which sounds so lame, <laughs> so true, oh, put shit in my gravity, or gratitude bank, gravity bank. Uh, that too, that that sounds almost more applicable to this 3D existence, but um, anyways, uh, 
just, uh, yeah, but that's one thing that I'm pretty stoked about is that I had some really fucking cool experiences. I've spent a lot of time with some really fucking cool people, and, uh, I don't know, I think there's like an old saying or a stat or maybe both, I don't know, in regards to that, like, you're, you're super lucky if you have, like, one or two, like, really, really good friends in life, and, um, I, I do, and I have more than that, which is really fucking cool, and very, very rare, uh, it's just so cool to know that, and, and I, I wonder about that in regards to willingness, which is also on the calibration scale, willingness is, like, 300 or something it's between 200 and 300 yeah 200 I think is courage Uh, anyways it doesn't matter but you can look it up Um, but the willingness to to be better it's like when uh, the whole thing with the you are the totality or your quality of life is the totality of the five closest people to you and it's like you don't even have to be a scientist or a researcher to study that stuff to know that it's true. Even if you implement that in your world and you see what's working out and what's not working out, what, like, the shit, I almost promise you, the shit that is not working out can be linked to one of the five closest people to you. And this is not also to say that, I mean, it should be known that Human beings are not perfect, but they, if they're a true friend, they should maintain a healthy level of accountability that is reciprocated. So you are honest and real with your friends and are, you know, hold out concern and be like, you know, if if you're concerned about what they're doing or the path that they're on or whatever, that you state your concern lovingly and you don't you know you let them fucking make their decision and you stick with them regardless either way if it's more of like you know a deal breaker obviously you can distance yourself and that comes with like you know the cutting people out aspect which may sound super abrasive like you're cutting them out you're done you're out Johnny fuck you (laughs) which sometimes it does come to that unfortunately but you know, more often than not, I feel like if you maintain that, that, that freedom for your friends and the loved ones that, you know, that they can make, they're adults, they can make their own decision, um, that it doesn't usually get as ugly. (laughs) So if anybody's, uh, struggling with that kind of stuff, I know it can be difficult, to, excuse me, uh, difficult to start cutting people out, because there's a lot of fear involved with that, where, like, what do I do with the, how do I go about it, what does this mean then, and uh, there can be a fear of loneliness and emptiness or desolation, which is funny, because I didn't have that fear, but then it started to fuck with me later on 
because of the degree that which I had done it at, like, it, it was crazy, because I'd moved away, because the things that I want to do, I knew that I wouldn't be able to actually accomplish them if I had a lot of the people that were around me at the time whispering in my ear and uh, cutting me down and um, just doing a lot of shitty stuff that as much as I love them, I still love them. I absolutely adore a lot of these people, but it's interesting when you start to shine and to do your own stuff, um, how it will really quickly shine a light on who is actually for you and who doesn't really want you to, to be where you're at, um, or where you want to be or where you're going, I guess, because it shines more of a light on how they feel inadequate and it's their shortcomings. And so they'll throw stuff and, and they're, they're usually not even aware of it. That's the other thing too, that, that makes it a little bit easier if you're like, I mean, it's hard, obviously you're going to have resentment there if and when you experience it. But it's like, if you do something and it's like your work of art and you did all this stuff and, um, and it was like an unsolicited opinion. You didn't like pay for somebody to have like uh, give you a straight fucking consultation. And they're just like, yeah, but blah, 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 blah. Or if it's somebody that's just constantly negative. I mean, there are a handful of people that I know of that like, I value to death and I do value their opinion, but they would never ever, uh, what's the word? They would never like give constructive criticism is what it is if they were giving a a critique of something often it was not asked you didn't ask them they were going (laughs) to open up their mouth anyways and um they never ever had anything positive to say and in their minds they thought and this is probably how they sold it to themselves to make them think that they weren't an asshole in their own eyes but that they were being constructive, that it was like, well, I, I told you what didn't work, so, like, uh, I told you, like, what, what, you know, what you should probably not do, so that's constructive, and that, that's it. But they wouldn't be like, oh, you know, the rest of your project or, or whatever is, this is what's strong about it or whatever, and it, I don't know. There, there's a, a piece of me, I mean, that rubs me the wrong way, because in this, like, culture, of uh, new technology and social media, that's all I really see is people shitting on each other, which is why I, I cut it out. And uh, so that's definitely something that I wanted to start cultivating too. This is another topic: is giving critiques and actually being constructively, crit- uh, you know, critical about people. Not like a, and that sounds rough. Cause like, oh, but I mean, in regards to critiquing, not being critical, which I guess is. I don't know how that came out. It seemed uh, a little rough. Like, huh, we need to be critical, but constructively. Sounds a lot like uh, what I was battling. <laughs> Anyways. But when I was in design school, that was one thing that was super valuable that I walked away from, was that you had to critique everybody's work. And everybody had to critique your work. And you could not get off scot-free. You couldn't just shit on somebody. Even if their work was like, just so much garbage, like, like, 
they're like they've replicated like Marcel Duchamp's like fucking fountain, you know, <laughs> just ripped a fucking toilet off the wall. And it's just like, hey, tell me how awesome my design is. And you're just like, oh, shit. But at the same time, you would have to you would have to cultivate even if you had to fucking dig deep. You had to give some some compliments in regards to that. Even if it's bare bones, like, the concept, which, that's the cool thing, is, like, um, that's the backbone, I feel like. If you're backed into a corner and you just absolutely think something is, like, horse shit, first of all, try to be as nice as possible. (laughs) Uh, I know some of you are just like, fuck that, I don't have the time, this is, I don't, fuck this. (laughs) I had a girlfriend that was, uh... Oh, God, she was fucking brutal. I remember we were coming home from a dinner party one time, and she was a total fucker to somebody that we just, you know, had a dinner party with. And I was just like, what? Why did you do that? I was just like, and she'd always, her failsafe would just be like, well, you know, at least I was honest. At least I was honest. Like, like cool. Uh, all right. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, I guess guess you're honest, but you're an asshole. It's almost like that Lebowski concept where it's just like, uh, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. You're just an asshole. But it was so funny. And she was just like, well, how would you do it? And then I was just like, you know, stating what I've just been stating to you guys. And she was just like, um, oh God. Like she did the fucking Robert Downey eye roll. (laughs) It was just like, it's just fucking too much energy. And I'm just like, God, this is so, so accurate. There's so many people out there. So anyways, I know that, that, um, for a lot of you, it's just like, fuck, I don't have the time for this. I don't have the energy for this. And you, you might given the context, but if you do, and if it's at like a dinner party and it's not like you're at fucking work with TPS reports that you got fucking like, you know, Submit to like 35 bosses by the end of the day. Um, who gives a shit? Like, I, I feel like we are supposed to be here to lighten things up. That's one thing, too. And like, even when I was having my fucking meltdown, I'm just like, God damn it. None of us deserve to be alive. We should all just fucking die right now. <laughs> that, even despite that, I don't know, I'm just, like, hardwired this way, too, but I'm just, like, I, I have this strong belief that it's, like, everything is us. Every Everybody that I come in contact with, even if they're, you know, cornholing me on the road, like, <laughs> and being assholes, like, I don't know how many times people, like, cut me off today, but I'm just, like, I don't know, today I'm, like, whatever, it's cool. You do you, bud. But in that mode of forgiveness, which I cannot emphasize enough, is not the same type of forgiveness that we have learned in life. Uh, I'm talking about forgiveness as understanding that if we were dealt these same exact cards as these people, we would be doing the same fucking thing. And this is how we change the world. And uh, there's heavy support too in uh, regards to uh, Dr. Hawkins and his uh, consciousness scale that, um, and I'm sorry, I talk about him a lot, but I think his work is like probably the single most important work of art, art (laughs) work of, uh, study and research, uh, for humanity. 
at all. It, it, it trumps everything. And man, it sucks that I want to fucking puke coat hangers whenever I suck, <laughs> say the word Trump in that context because I can't even fucking stand that. <laughs> But anyways, fuck, I like lost my train of thought because I'm just like, but anyways, his work and research is awesome and I I, I feel like it's the most important study and research and work that has been uh, published and accomplished within the history of humanity. I'm, I would actually fucking be as bold as saying that because it has to do with our consciousness. I mean, we can't... Our, our attempt to control the physical world is like a fucking fart in the wind. There's not anything that we can fucking control. There's very fucking little that we can control. And yet, we drive ourselves fucking insane. We have emotional fucking meltdowns. We... Fight the way things are, kicking and screaming. But at the end of the day, it's just like, it doesn't matter. You could tinker around the whole fucking day, or even weeks or months, or even your whole fucking life, trying to solve this, like, puzzle, or to make shit work. Whatever it is that you're trying to fucking accomplish, whatever you feel like your identity is wrapped up in, that you're trying to get this shit to just, like, oh, I, I will do this, I will accomplish it. We don't have that fucking control. It's not directly and especially not by ourselves. Like I I know a lot of people don't believe in um like a higher power, but like isn't fucking nature a higher power when you think of, about it? It doesn't have to be a fucking sentient higher power. And that's a thing that I think people like lose sight of shit. They, they we look at things in such a confined box. It's we uh, ridiculous. Sorry, I'm trying to <laughs> cut back on that word, and I mean no offense to it at all. And um, uh, I can be actually pretty uh, brutal and uncouth in, in my spare life, and I, I try not to. I do, I do as much as I don't believe in toning myself down. I do believe in change and being better, and uh, and also being cognizant of like what we're saying, like and being held accountable for what you do and what you say, but more what you do than what you say, Um, but that's a whole other thing, but anyways, as I go off on these tangents, and it's phenomenal, because it's like, I'm I'm sure you guys are like, Jesus, you must be really stoned, and I'm like, no, this is my fucking brain all the time, my brain is constantly running like this, and I go off on fucking tangents all the time, and, uh, yeah, so it, it can be weird for me even hearing myself out loud. I'm like, damn, yep, that's, that's my brain. <laughs> that's what it's like inside my head there. Uh, but anyway, but the consciousness scale and the, there's heavy support that everything is interconnected and that's not even Hawkins work either. There's so many different studies and I keep going back to that. It's, it's something that I cannot get away from. It's, it's something that I think about all the time, all day, every day. And in regards to that with Gandhi's uh, Be the Change You Wish to See in the World, that's what it's meant. That's what he meant by that. That's, that's what it means. It's to... Uh, if you have control of, over that, at least, you have control over your actions... 
you have control over what you say and, and how you say it and who you say it to. You have control over like whether you react. And a huge part of that too is that like uh, the concept of like justification and self entitlement, which like I get upset about it, but I have it too. I have a fucking sense of entitlement. And I know people, there are people that are, you know, will argue, like, and even like uh, Jordan Peterson, which I, I actually value quite a bit, though I know a lot of people absolutely fucking hate him. And, you know, it's like I, I get both, but I think that he's absolutely brilliant, and uh, as I especially respect him for the standpoint of that he will hear you out and he will he's not really an asshole unless you push him to be an asshole but his whole entire point about that we have lost the ability to have conversations with we don't we don't have them anymore we just blow up and then we get a lot of people on our side to make our side fucking right no matter how wrong it might be we don't fucking know, and a lot of times I feel like it, it, a lot of issues are splitting hairs because there, there's it's, it's the nature of duality. You cannot go, you cannot live in a, a, a realm of duality which is spectral. There's a spectrum to it. You cannot be on one extreme or the other without there being serious, honest to god, repercussions for it. Because the pendulum has to swing the other way. It has to swing back the other way. That's just Newtonian principles um and though I scoff at Newtonian duality a lot it's not really to be scoffed at because at the end of the day this is the the this is the realm this is the code this is the science that we're working with day in day out that it doesn't mean that there's not more there but just because quantum physics exists does not absolutely negate Newtonian physics because we still are under the laws there. So it's up to us to understand how to interact with our environment in a way that is most conducive to us and um, and therefore the, the world and not in a selfish way but we need to switch that. You circumvent the selfishness when you start to view everything as an extension of you, no matter how grotesque or, you know, how hard you judge it for being this dark, useless, ignorant, uh, whatever negative crap that you can, like, infuse into it that is just like, no, this is the cause. This is the cause of all the darkness and the shittiness and all the ignorance and the shit and the death and the the whatever and it's like it's all us though it's all it's all us it, it's it's me projecting my dark subconscious shit that I don't want to fucking deal with about myself outward so I'm like no I'm not I'm not that I don't have it in me and then the whole fucking world is burning to the ground just burning fucking garbage this giant smoking ball of shit and <laughs> I'm like but but I'm good I'm alright I'm I'm just fine. I don't know what the fuck everyone else's problem is. But if if we can refrain from our judgment, and it's going to be there, but the important thing is understanding that we are not our thoughts. And we get to choose 
what thoughts that we want to entertain. We get to choose what wolf we want to feed. So, with that being said, that is how we gain indirect control. And granted, it's, it's simple and it's like, oh yeah, it's not that easy. And it's like, no, it's actually not that easy. It is simple, but simple does not always equate to easy. And, uh, and the perception shift can especially be difficult if you don't, if you feel like you're living in a fucking void and you don't have somebody to talk to and you're stuck in your fucking head all the time and you don't make, that's, that's the Newtonian action that you can take that is symbolic that it can lead to your, uh, being a light in a dark world and starting to heal the world. Cause when you start to do it, then other people start to do it. They give themselves permission to do it for themselves. And so this is, um, I don't know, good stuff. It's, it's in, uh, you know, you might not feel good at this moment, but in taking the steps to take care of yourself and refraining from judgment or reaction is the main thing from physical and verbal reaction and understand that, you know, I might not agree with this person or this context or this group or this what have you, but if I were dealt the same exact cards, I would be doing the same thing. And I know some people are just like, oh yeah, but like, could you say that about Adolf Hitler? Could you say that about the Nazi party? And it's just like, yes, it doesn't mean that it's okay. Yes, he should have been stopped exactly like how he was, you know? Uh, It does not mean that it's okay. Um, And that's where it, it, you know, it gets tricky. It's just like symbolic acts of love and sometimes it's not even um, oh what's the word it's not always like I don't know when people are like oh love you know just uh, it's not always necessarily turning the other cheek which is ironic it is but it isn't but it's like it's a matter of uh, discerning the line I guess and I know it's, it's very subjective and I guess it's not really fucking helpful but understanding what you have control over of and the steps that you can take, I think it's more powerful to help those in need than it is to oppose some seemingly indomitable force that is out there terrorizing the world. So with all that being said, uh, I've just arrived home and... Uh, I hope you enjoyed my ramblings. I hope that they were helpful in some regard and probably not as uh, entertaining (laughs) since I'm not filming at the mouth and giving people middle fingers and shit. But whatever, I keep fucking belching, so there's that. Like, yep, so, uh, like fucking Rick. Yep, yep, and then uh, the consciousness scale. Anyways, uh, thanks for, uh, Hanging out, I'll catch you guys next time.